This show is brought to you by Whatever You Say Productions, starting conversations since 2018. Welcome back, listeners. Allow me to translate again. This is Jason Souls. This week, I wanted to talk to you about a question I get a lot of the time, and that is, what's it like to experience both worlds or both sexes, both genders? And kind of this kind of comment happens quite a bit. I remember people saying something about it being the best of both worlds and that whether that was about dating or, or otherwise, but I think it's interesting that comment sits well with me some ways and other ways it doesn't. And I guess it is probably the most positive way to spin it. If you want to think about, I've experienced what the best of the female gender can experience or a lot of anyways, and then the same in the male world and that in that way, that's a bit of a perspective edge. I think so. I guess the best answer for me sometimes when, when to put it simply for what is it like to experience both is I think it's insightful. Unfortunately, most of what it sheds light on or what I see by experiencing both is that I just see a lot of gender stereotypes. I'd say a lot of the transphobia and, and causes of that and the double standards and things that make our world so binary. And so a lot of times like me, a lot of what I'm experiencing, I'm like, huh, wait a minute, I could have, I should have been able to experience that before. Why am I only feeling I can now? Am I only giving myself permission now? And that's kind of a, a weird thing to kind of go through a lot of times too. Some of the like simple things that I noticed at first when I came out was that I felt like there was a little bit lower expectations on guys in general. And I don't know if that means all, you know, if that's a good or bad thing, but that whole boys will be boys comment and things like hygiene. I remember once my, one of my sisters said something, we were talking about my ex and I said, oh, she was so not hygienic. And she laughed in my face and was like, are you sure you get, she's got it? Was she any worse than you or something like that. And I just remember being so offended because compared to all of my other brothers, I'm pro- probably the cleanest. And just felt like thinking like she was still comparing me to all of the sisters. And I wasn't even really that messy and how different it was once I came out, how suddenly my messy car makes sense to people and nobody really thinks twice about it. I mean, maybe they think it's gross, but Generally speaking, it's not as surprising coming from a a guy and things like hygiene, language, handwriting. Suddenly there was all these free passes for things to be not so prim and proper, I guess you could say. So like there was a lot of that. And I think, again, these are things that I shouldn't have felt so much after transition as much as before, but it just kind of helps me realize where I was shaming myself and what things I was doing or not doing based on what I thought I was allowed to do and what stereotypes I was supposed to, you know, meet. When I also first came out, I realized that guys almost always shake their hands or shake the other person's hands. So like I realized that women hug, like when they're meeting somebody for the first time, a lot of times And I think I do still find women wanting to hug me when I meet them, but it's almost like I hug them differently. Like they go under, I go over or something like that. And then every time you meet a guy or see see a guy, whether it's like, oh, it's this family event and here's my uncle John, I'm going to shake your hand to say hello. That's just the manly greeting. And how quickly that became apparent to me, I would say it was like a matter of a couple of months that that was like a major mannerism that I picked up on. Guys generally have a lot less 
small talk. And so I felt that I've be learned to become comfortable in that, that I can go anywhere and not have to worry about somebody striking up a conversation. Generally, if I'm sitting at like a sports clip, so I'm going to get my hair cut and there's, there could be five guys all sitting there waiting and nobody's going to talk to each other. And I kind of like that, you know, I don't really want to talk to anybody sometimes in those public situations. And so <laughs> that's another thing I've noticed. And it's not necessarily like, oh, girls constantly would or automatically would, but I have just felt men are a lot less likely to end up having that small talk or greeting people. They do make a lot more comments that I don't think they would have said to me prior to transitioning. And that's like sexist comments, just kind of crude comments. I remember being alarmed, kind of one of the first people that knew I was going to come out was before I was out, out, but a fellow teacher. And we, he had said some sort of comment about somebody. And I really wish I could remember it, like the whole punchline and whatever, but he made some comment where he compared some girl to being good for something and a coffee table. And it was something about banging your toe or banging her over a coffee table. And I couldn't believe he had said this about this this woman that like we had just met and were like chaperoning with or something. And I just felt like he was only saying it to be like, okay, you want to be like one of the guys? Here you go. And like threw something like totally out there my way. And I realized like that was kind of a very common thing. And it's this whole impressing the other guy's mindset too that I've noticed where they'll be like trying to say the crudest thing or the most inappropriate thing at certain times or to pick on each other is a very common thing I'm noticing too in groups of all guys. They're almost all finding some sort of way to pick on another one in the group. So it was definitely surprising to me to hear some of that locker room chat, I guess you could say. When I came out, I noticed that there was things like emails. As a band director, you know, I got shorter emails a lot less mansplaining, if you will. And there was like less follow-up contacts from people. Everything just seemed shorter and simpler. And I kind of wondered if that was ironic or if that was anything at all. And then I had read an article, you know, six months after I came out or something. And it just really seemed to make sense that it really was actually just what I was experiencing was this less communication because they were seeing my male name uh, at the end of my emails. So I think it's interesting on the flip side of things, thinking of being a male music teacher at the elementary level a lot of times now, and how it feels like there's this lowered expectation there. I don't want to say like completely, but in a way, everyone just thinks, oh my gosh, you're so relaxed and you're so patient with them. And the kids are just so excited to have a male teacher that it feels like it would be really hard to mess it up. It feels like if I were teaching middle and high school as a guy where it's more common, suddenly everybody would be breathing down my neck. All of a sudden I'm in an elementary school and everyone's like, oh, let him do his thing. We're just glad to have a guy in the building. And that might sound odd to say, but it's, it's true. That's how it feels. It feels like everybody's just like, thankful automatically and I wonder if it's almost like male nurses or people that are in those those fields that typically don't have that gender if that's kind of how it feels because when I was a female band director I always remember having that kind of pride in being a female band director and being kind of rare and it's just so interesting now to then have been a male band director I, I find the same thing happens even when I'm serving tables at Olive Garden like there's a lot of servers and out of a good chunk of them there's only a handful of guys and even of those guys a good handful of them are gay and I mean it's this totally different dynamic of people 
And when I'm working with different tables, I can tell that they're almost always pleasantly surprised that I can carry on a conversation and that I'm good with kids. So it's like they don't don't expect to have a guy server that can totally sit down and chat with a little girl about her doll. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to um, bring her out a little piece of fruit next time and like just totally play it up. And I think that's something that I just learned over the years of kind of gaining maternal instincts and stuff, too. And I think that's why I want to have kids so bad. And I, I know I like, you know, with my nieces and nephews, I love working with young kids. And I think that's something that most guys don't do. And so I'm kind of excited to be able to be somebody that does do that and realizing that as I'm becoming Jason, as I'm kind of rewriting what I'm good at and what I'm not and what I want to do, I'm realizing I could have a career where I can do something I feel really good at and stand alone as something you know, somebody who's doing something unique and in a place where I can be a role model that I needed growing up too. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to think about some of that. Another thing that growing up as a girl, I experienced a lot of is girl talk. And so I find that I understand a lot of times what women are talking about, whether it's on the side at at work or in conversations at family events or friend gatherings, where I'm able to jump in with conversations where I find most of their husbands or boyfriends or guys that we know have trouble following along or gaining interest. And I just, it's so natural to me. Sometimes that can almost make me feel a little dysphoric because I feel like I shouldn't relate to the girls so much. And then I kind of say, forget about it, whatever, you know, connection is connection and it's important, but I could talk for hours with my sisters. And I think that goes for different girls. Like I was in a women's music fraternity in college and some of those girlfriends I'm still really close to. And those are girls that I could sit and chat with and talk to for hours. And when we were in college, we were talking about boys. They thought they were cute and who people were dating and who went home with who last weekend. And, you know, all sorts of things that now I still gossip to them about and some of that's shifted a little bit but not a ton and I think that that's a bonus for my future wife if you want to think of it that way like yes I would assume that being able to understand talk about things that she wants to talk about is going to be a plus and a lot of times something we joke about husbands lacking is this like ability to listen and keep up with this chatterbox or whatever you want to call it and I'm I'm relating because I'm the same way you know we, we think of women automatically growing up understanding communication better feelings and emotions and you know so I would imagine that my approach to relationships and my perspectives in relationships are are pretty different from somebody who spent the first 31 years or 34 or whatever years as a man already and not spent 31 years as a woman and then three as a man. It's pretty different. I can't imagine that there's ever somebody who can understand it the way that a trans person can. I think it's also that, you know, in conclusion, kind of, that there's a lot of hurt for no reason when I'm realizing that I'm living and kind of straddling these two worlds and experiencing things that most people don't get to. All I'm seeing are just these stereotypes everywhere and all of these labels. I'm seeing all of this stuff that just make it sound like, wait, why why does that matter? Why does that hurt? And why does that feel wrong? And everything being so binary, I think just makes everything have to seem right or wrong. And when you finally start to do what you'd like to do and experience it all, 
you start to feel like nobody should be limited, that you should be able to all experience a little bit of either side of uh, either world, if you want to call it that. And then even that saying either or when there's this whole spectrum of, of things in between, too. I would challenge everybody to start thinking about what they think the opposite gender is experiencing that they're not and what is actually stopping you from experiencing those things, you know, especially if it's something you want to experience, then if there's almost never something that's actually standing in the way. So I would, I would challenge you to start thinking about that. And in terms of trans people thinking about how this, this kind of weird feeling of being between both worlds and in and almost one foot in each door, it's kind of a complicated thing that I guess the the best thing we can do is embrace it and use it as a superpower. You know, being able to relate to people is one of the best ways to connect and get closer. And if you can relate on more levels, I think that's really helpful. So I hope you can join me again next week. We'll translate some more from whatever you say productions. This is Jason Souls. Thank you for listening to Allow Me to Translate, presented by Whatever You Say Productions and Jason Souls. To learn more about this show, join us at jasonsouls.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-S-O-U-L-E-S.com. We'll see you next week.